0: Whether it's for work or play, we rely on home internet so much these days. Being connected and staying connected has never been more important. So if you want reliable internet, bought you at speed, switch to Aussie Broadband. It only takes a few minutes to sign up and their 100% Australian-based support team are ready to help. Aussie Broadband, the actual Aussie way. Find out more at aussiebroadband.com.au. T's and C's apply. G'day guys, welcome back to Dylan Friends. A big week here. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. If you're new, I've never done this. If you're new, welcome to the show. If it's been your first time listening, welcome to you. Thank you uh, to everyone else that has tuned in back again. I love you. It means the world. Uh, yeah, as I said, it's been a big week this week. Um, back in the studio again, which has been unbelievable, and and having uh, CJ and has been unreal. Um, he's such a star. I've loved him for so long. But before we get into that, I've decided something this week. I love TikTok. I've been wanting to get on TikTok for so long. I finally, started up the account. Uh, we had a meeting with TikTok. That's how big it was. We said we are going to TikTok to have the meeting to talk about TikTok and how we can grow. Um, so make sure you follow us on TikTok at Dylan Friends. Um, I'm a TikToker. I'm a TikToker. I'm, I'm officially Bryce Hall now. I'm Charlie Demilio. Yeah, I think like the biggest goals for me now is is to be. Getting a bit more behind the scenes content, keeping up with the vlogs. Absolutely love doing that on YouTube um, as well. So make sure you, you jump on the YouTube too, um, Dylan friends on YouTube and and follow that one. Just on this as well, I'm talking a lot today, but the we found out like a really big helping growing tool for all podcasts and and everything that really helps in the algorithms and the charts is the more you can follow. Um, and subscribe to all the content like it really does help grow and put us um in the charts and helps then spread the show to other people so if you're listening today and you haven't subscribed please do. me in the world um and it would be massive massive help so thank you so much for that my friends also we shared something last week on instagram at dylan friends daniel ricardo and everyone's saying man you got to get daniel ricardo on the show you got to get daniel ricardo show." i would love daniel ricardo on the show okay i would love that i've DM'd, i've dm'd him I've, i think he's put out a restraining order on me i'm not sure um, but we absolutely love him on the show he's a, he's a hero of mine He's such a legend We love him so much So um, We're definitely working on that If anyone knows Daniel Ricardo, um, Hit him up maybe I don't know Maybe tell him to hit me up on TikTok or something And we'll We'll sort it uh, But he's a star And we'd love him on the show And Ever since I watched that documentary Drive to Survive I feel like me and him are like friends and, um, yeah, maybe even Lonzo as well. We can bring him and we'll hang out and do a podcast. Enough about Ricardo, though. We are here to talk about the star of today and, and someone that I've absolutely loved um, watching and, and watching and admiring on screen of what they've been able to do because this kid is an absolute superstar. Changwath Jath is uh, is our guest. Um, he's an absolute legend, absolute, just a, just a ripper bloke. Like, we hit him up to come on the show. He was so happy to come on. Um, but his story is, is unbelievable I'm, i 'm not sure if everyone 's aware of of his pathway to, to football but not just football to Australia and what he 's you know been able to do and what his family 's been through to get him to, to where he is now is, is pretty un- unbelievable. Um, you know He migrated to Australia in uh, nine he migrated to Australia when he was about six years old from um, from Ethiopia He was born in an Ethiopian refugee camp um, his he, South Sudanese um, parents. And uh yeah, the 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 journey that it took to to get him and, and his brothers and sisters to Australia is absolutely unbelievable and, and yeah, really inspirational um and, and so glad that he was able to share it with us. Uh lived in, you know, growing up in, in Danny Nong, then moved out to Morwell and Gippsland. Um, his pathway to to finding footy and, and finding some friends and connections through that to then leaving him into into Xavier um and then getting picked up for Hawthorne. But Yeah. It's been a pretty incredible ride and and something that's really not the common pathway into AFL. Um, his outlook on life is, is unbelievable. Um, and yeah, he's just, just super dude. Can't wait to, to see him dominate. We took a photo after the podcast and like, I could feel his muscles just like crunching my body. Like I, oh he was a really strong dude so i'm really looking forward to him getting out there this year i know he missed the last bit of the season with a bit of a bung knee but he'll be back he's looking strong he's looking fit i'm gonna challenge him to run and race me on strava um because that's what i'm doing at the moment but uh yeah big love to cj um can't wait for you to check this episode out and and once again massive massive thank you to everyone that's tuning in if you can help us out and subscribe on any platform that you're listening on that would be huge. Illy. XO, let's go.
1: My name is Deborah,
0: Dylan's mum.
1: Welcome to the Dylan Friends Podcast.
0: Many ways I've been waiting my whole life for this moment.
1: Oh no, no, no. Tears. 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 De- <laughs> Strength. Strength. I'm like, I run. She's like, yeah. everyone runs. I'm like, but does everyone go to Next. the Olympics? <laughs> They're sitting there meditating going, oh my God, I think I'm meditating. How could this be? So like... <laughs> i meditating. had a Wu-Tang call. I was like, yo, Dylan, thanks for getting us
0: in. Just love it. It's knuckle puck time. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Quoth, Jath, welcome to the Dylan Friends podcast, my friends. A pleasure, honour, privilege to have you in the studio. New sign, it's you like looking it? Nice, looking very nice, mates. An honour. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. hi uh, we're mates. We've uh, we've hung out. Yep. at the ball magnets launch at the MCG. Yeah, Tom- yeah, it's a home of football. Yeah, our favourite place to hang out, <laughs> but you do it differently than I do. Um, mate, how are you? Firstly, looking good, looking
1: fit, looking strong. Thank you. Um, I'm currently doing some rehab at the moment, so okay. I'm just doing some gym and a bit of running as well. It's looking, feeling really good, so yeah. What's What's going on? I think it was like 12 weeks ago, I uh, heard my PCL uh, and I've been out since then, so I've just been doing a bit of rehab and that I started running last week as well, so it's very exciting. I run on ground on Friday, so I'm looking forward to it.
0: It's funny, like, I was in rehab a lot, but you you always feel your fittest when you're in rehab. Like I wish I felt and looked as good when you play. You like it's weird.
1: Yeah, that is true. I was um me, me and uh, Will we Day. We had a challenge going on because we we're both in rehab, and we we're just saying who can put on the most size quickest. I managed to beat him. Um, he actually, I thought he lost. I lost at the moment uh, before that because he came up to me. He was like, "All right, let's have a test," and he um. <laughs> he got his phone put it in his pocket and we weighed in so he weighed in like an extra kilo and I was like oh, hang on let's do that again yeah. <laughs> and he got caught out and someone just told it. was like yeah.
0: what do you have like a Nokia like 33 <laughs> he, like br- he had a brick something. in there yeah interesting. yeah. interesting <laughs> what's like going back now like I think as a young player as well with pre-season it's always such a big time because like you've had your breakout season you played incredible football you go into that pre-season you're like fuck I need to like work on things so I want to get bigger I want to get stronger I want to get fitter What's your thing this season you're you're focusing on to, yeah. to really pick up this preseason? Like
1: oh, man, just the whole thing of just not playing in that last I think it's like seven games, it just motivated even more. I was like, well, I'm not playing I miss playing, so I'm gonna use this to fuel me in the off season. Um, and then I went off. I'm just been doing a lot of gym, a lot of running and I just feel very motivated to get back. So mm. no, I'm looking forward to it, man.
0: Is there anything like cause I just like on the topic, I remember when I was in that space and I was like, fuck, I need to get bigger need to get stronger. But at the end of the day, like we spoke to Kate Simpson ages ago. He was, like, you know, Kate Simpson, yeah. obviously one of the game's greats. Yeah. He was like, fuck, you know, you get told so many things, but sometimes you just got to work out what's most important to you because you can't focus on getting like all three things to 100% at, at once. Mm. What's, like your a, what's like your A game that you're always focusing on? Is it your running? Is it your <coughs> speed? Or what's your number one that you're like, yes, I got to get better at maybe a bit bigger, but what's my one thing I'm going to get even better
1: at? Uh, just... I focus a lot on my first three steps. I find that's very important in footy um, because it's such a, you know, it's such a centimetre game where a fingernail can just affect a whole game player. So Mm. I, I focus on my first three steps is if I do have the ball driving really fast and just exploding and then if I don't running to help out, and I find that it it helps a lot. So that's one of the things I do focus when I'm when I'm playing and when I'm on training as well. So
0: you you win. Um, you're going to be very modest here, but you win a lot of the time trials and stuff, don't you? I
1: won my first one last season, so I, I hopefully I can win another one. This is this.
0: that the because what are the, what do you do? That's like a 2.2 yeah, or something 2.2 like two point two. Yeah, two point two because
1: it's extra two hundred meters around because it's bigger than a normal um, track. So they just added the the two hundred. Are you allowed to tell us, 200 200 us what you ran in? in?
0: I know they're a bit secretive sometimes of what these times are. Because I'm on Strava, man. Like I'm saying, like if you're on Strava, you're a competitor of mine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Do you know what uh, it would no. have been? No, I'll keep that. I'll
0: keep oh, you it keep it? For, okay, keep yeah, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> that I don't. That's not that, you, that. just says you're scared of me. Basically, <laughs> that means you're scared of me. I I got I go Strava. I you know I go about fifty percent, and I'm running like four minute thirty k's. So hey,
1: that's impressive.
0: Yeah, man. I know what that's it's <laughs> yeah. So obviously you're scared of me. Hey, so congratulations on your on your breakout year. Um, you've twenty two hundred twenty two the AFLPA, unbelievable. Take us back to the start of, of the season. What did you, you know, line yourself up with? What were the goals? Did you achieve everything you wanted? Mm. Did, was it something you'd planned to do or you, did you surprise yourself?
1: Um, well, going away from last, the season before this season, I was very disappointed in my performance. I was like, and the club as well, us, everyone was just disappointed. So I was like, I went away, thought about things. Um, you know, I wasn't very happy. I was like, this isn't me. This is where I, this is not where I wanted. So What I, happened? So I made sure that I ticked every box, you know, when I went off and did my program, mm. um, and just did everything I could um, to make sure, you know, I can come back better. Um, and it just takes belief as well. Once, once you know you, you know, you tick the boxes, you, you can have confidence. Mm. But some people have it the other way. Some people can just have confidence straight away. But me, um, I had to tick a lot of boxes to just believe in myself. Um, so then I went away, came back in the preseason. Um, you know, everyone was impressed because you know it was a big step from the season I had before that to to that moment. So it was just, yeah, it was it was awesome to get that recognition as well, and it just fueled me even more to keep training really harder and play uh, play harder. Um, and then the first JLT team match um, was pretty much when it took off. Um, that's when I just was like, yeah, this is it. This is where I want to be.
0: What happened? Um, what was that conversation though? Like at the end of twenty nineteen with you know I'm assuming the coaches and staff like that made you yeah
1: change. so it was <clears throat> so it was with Sam Mitchell actually we were just sitting in the office I, I just went in there just to talk a bit of smack a bit of shit um, went in there um and halfway through the conversation he just goes CJ why why are you not playing AFL footy like you've got the speed you've got the athleticism like how come you're not playing every week I'm like that's a great question I'm like why aren't I so then I went away. That's just pretty much how, how it started.
0: Fuck. Oh, so it's yeah. just like, I think he would have known exactly what he was doing. Yeah, 100%. And he's
1: a genius. You can see a lot of potential, a lot of people. Um, Lockie Bramble, um, he was in the uh, Box Hill um, program and Mitch was a big belief. In, had a, big, a lot of belief in him and yep. hence why he was drafted and playing a lot of good footy at the moment as well.
0: Now, the I, I say this a little bit um, through this cloggers and, and stuff, but I think the biggest thing... It's funny, like, we ride off – I feel like we in in the AFL community have sort of ridden off Hawthorne and been like, fuck, you know, they're going to be rebuilding and whatnot. But look at players like yourself coming back next year. Will Day, who is one of my favourite players. um, James Sicily off his knee. Jack Gunston, Mm. who – he was injured most of the year. Um, And then you put into fact as well, you've got Tom Scully and Jonathan Patton, who uh, obviously retired early this season. I feel like there's a lot of money to play with. I wouldn't be surprised that if something sort of happens – hopefully soon to bring in some more players or bring in some more young talent or picks or whatever it is and Hawks just stay very nicely
1: yeah well as you said yeah we had a lot of injuries towards mm. that you know <clears throat> mid season where we, you know we're just going to just going to shit really um, but I mean we, as well you add Charmin Impy in there as well Charmin Impy. and man it's just it's going to be so excited next year um, we're pretty disappointed this year because we thought we were going to be up there um, we, we beat Western Bulldogs in the practice match early on the season, and we're just you know we're so excited. We're like, yeah, we're going to win the Premiership, boys. So, um, but you know, um, but now I'm looking forward to it, man. It's going to be really nice next year.
0: Who is who's the hardest player you played on this season in your in your early journey at halfback? Who have you just been like, fuck this bloke is is off? Because your role as well, it's like, it's tough because you've got to play on someone, but then obviously make them mm, worry about you too. Yeah,
1: so. It was um it was against West Coast last year, Liam Ryan. Yeah, he's, oh, he's he made me look. T- he, <laughs> th- I, was there, off. I was embarrassed. <laughs> um, I was embarrassed. Um, he took a hanger over me. Um, I think it was like in third quarter or something, or second quarter, and yeah, it was just he just kept taking hangers, and I was like, what do I do? He just keeps flying through everything. But I just <laughs> 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 um, and he just I just got embarrassed. Like I was, just, I played the worst game of my life that day. Um. And ever since then, I was
0: like, "Yeah, this guy's a freak." He's a star. He's one of the most exciting players to watch in the, and especially that half forward role, which is, um, you know, very very tough position mm. to, to play. But um, I'm sure you'll get one over him very soon. Yeah, hopefully. Um, mate, I'd love to go back to to your story and how you. Well, we'll have to go right back, but how. Uh, you, your family got to Australia. How you got into football, and 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 talk about that pathway because mm. I'm sure a lot of people are aware of it, but it is truly incredible. Um, I'd absolutely love to to hear it firsthand if you're happy to, to yeah. talk about it. But, um, yeah, what's what's the story? What's your what's your journey and and yeah. how did it all come about? <clears throat> so,
1: so born in Ethiopia, 1999. Um, South Sudanese parents. They fled uh, the war-torn Sudan. Um, at that time, there it wasn't, it wasn't a South Sudan at the time, it was just Sudan. Um, they fled from Sudan to Ethiopia, walked on foot for about, I think it was six to seven days, not not, not having any idea where they were going, just finding some way to live and just getting away from how brutal that, you know, the whole place was. And luckily they found um, Ethiopia. Um, and then from there, it was just, you know, trying to find... Trying to find food, medicine, um, water, because as you imagine, there's not just it's not just my family. There's about seventy thousand other families trying to flee Sudan, so you can imagine there's just a lot of scarce of you know medicine, food, water, and all that. So, um, so I was born in Ethiopia in the refugee camp there, um, but when I what I could rem- remember from then, it was pretty much just. Um, I didn't really worry about like what I didn't have. Like, I was just worried about like playing soccer as a kid. Um, and just having fun with my friends and, and, and family really like I didn't even think about you know we didn't have food or didn't have water it was just more about just having fun out there and yeah I could just remember you know you know hanging around with my brother and just kicking the soccer and I have this I remember this day I've got a photo at home actually I've got this Arsenal kit that I used to wear I used to love Arsenal because my uncle goes for Arsenal um, and I used to just wear that t-shirt like every time I wanted to go play soccer I'd just chuck it on and just pretend I'm like Henry or something yeah and that's just probably the best memories i have um from then but growing up you get told a lot of stories um you know by your parents and and how much they endured as you know growing up in a um in a war torn country and going from there to refugee camp um yeah but it was it was just it would have been just tough like it um you know there's there's thing's called you know there's this child soldiers um from a young age where you have to go you know fight for you know Um, Sudan or or in the military or something like that and that's from the age of six to you know to whatever Um, and my parents didn't you know they didn't want us to be associated around that so they moved from there to Ethiopia but as you can imagine as well it's just not food around there so that's when we moved from Ethiopia to Australia as refugees we got accepted in 2007 um, to come here in Melbourne Um, different scenery completely different it was just i remember just landing just seeing bright lights and it was just like what the hell's going on and the whole the whole build up to landing from there, and then going to my auntie's and um in dandenong we lived um for about three months so we went going from the airport to dandenong so you know when there's like so we're in the car and there was I remember there was a truck right next to us yeah. and we go on the same the same speed and it just feels like you're just standing still. Yeah. And that's the that's weirdest experience I've ever had. That was the first car trip I've ever been in, like besides, you know, being in a, a bus or anything like that. And how, how old were you at this stage? I was six turning seven. Um, and, yeah, it was, it was just the weirdest feeling ever. Like you think you're standing still but you're actually just moving. And I was just like, wow, I was just baffled. But... Um, but that's just my
0: memory of just you know coming to Australia. So incredible, um, and you know your parents are absolutely fucking amazing for what they've what they've been able to do to to get to Australia. When you were talking, um, you were saying about like being in, in Sudan, and there's parts where uh, your parents were saying, "Fuck, we've got to get out of Sudan to get to Ethiopia because like you know the, the child soldiers and all these things can happen." What what are some of those like stories that they were like fuck we just got to get out of here like was there a time where they were just like we we need to leave to to get to to flee to Ethiopia
1: Yeah well <clears throat> Sudan has been in a civil war for about it's still happening now but there was a stage where it stopped but before that I think that it went on for about 40 years of civil war um it was just a lot of conflict between the north and the south um um I think it's it's got you know stuff to do with you know religion um, you know, oil or stuff like that as well, but um, and it just got worse and worse, and it was just you know kids being misplaced, families being taken away, um, and that's when pretty much was like, no, nah, we can't do this. So we have got to go from, we have got to go somewhere, and anywhere will do, and that's when they just packed their bags and just left, um, and yeah, you know, six days of walking and not knowing where to go would have been tough as that's for sure.
0: So when they're when they're walking like from like, across countries. Are they with people that are, they're all going to, to similar situations to refuge? yeah yeah yeah
1: so they just as you can imagine there's you know pregnancies um, you know um, women with you know kids just with luggages and just carrying stuff as well we've got kids on their back and they're just walking just to go somewhere just to live um, and they're just walking for days and days and just till they find
0: something that's pretty much what it was like when you're in a, um, a refugee camp in Ethiopia? Um, I'm not sure if you can remember these things now, but like how long does it take to then apply to go to another country to then rock up to get approved to Australia?
1: The process for us, I think it took about two years, my dad was telling me. Um, And it was a lot of waiting around happening, Um, you know, going from refugee. Dad did a lot of trips from the refugee camp to Ethiopia in Addis Ababa, which is the city in Ethiopia. Mm. Um, and just a lot of trips about, you know, applications and all that. Obviously there's not much electricity in the refugee. So he has to go up and down. He did a lot of study as well. So he was speaking English. Um, but as a genius, if you didn't know, speaks Arabic, um, my native language, which is Nuer, um, and English at that time in Ethiopia. So he was very educated. um, That's unbelievable. Yeah. And so, yeah, he he used to travel from the refugee camp to Ethiopia and just um, apply and just, you know, the whole process of just going from there to Australia was massive.
0: What was it like firstly, you know, probably a question for your family and your your dad and and your mum, but when they first got to Australia, what was the situation like? So you went to live with your auntie, you had Mm -hmm. family here already that had been approved. How how long had they been here for?
1: Before us. So there were... I think they might have. They've been. I think I'm gonna guess five years, because mm. I remember leaving. I remember them leaving us when I was, I think when I was about very young. I don't know. I can't remember the exact age, but I remember them them leaving before us. And yeah, so they were there before us, and it made the whole transition so much easier. Yeah. So much easier. I like could would stay there. Would go to school with the other kids living at uh, with my cousins as well there, and. And it was, it was, yeah, we found that it was, it was so much helpful compared to just us just coming here without no not knowing anything.
0: And when you first got to Australia as well, assuming that you weren't speaking English at that stage, it took, was it 12 months to... Yeah. So yeah, I, I knew, I knew no
1: English. So it was, um, all I knew was hello and goodbye. Um, but a lot of cartoons, a lot of Simpsons, <laughs> and it helped me a lot. I, um, I'm a big fan of Simpsons still, yeah. um, We used to to watch a lot of cartoon straight from school and and also just, you know, learning from other kids as well was pretty helpful. But just the whole, you know, not knowing how to communicate with other people was tough, like, from school. Um, But, you know, we just – as soon as the bell goes, we just go to the soccer oval and just have a kick. And that's how we met friends and just how – that's how we
0: communicated, really. Mm. Sport, like, was the biggest – Equalizer, yeah. I think you've, I've heard yeah. you say that before. It was such yeah. an equalizer for you, like it didn't yeah. matter about anything as long as you could play sport with people. That's how you made friends. That's how you connected. That's how you 100%. felt a part of it. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's how that's how I felt, and um, I was, till this day I still believe that as well. Um, um Nelson Mandela is a big believer as well, as well. so he's one of the idols as well growing up as well. So um,
0: like his, is, you know, thought about the same as well. So yeah. I think it's it's such a, a strong point like when, you know, if you, whether you're uh, a refugee or a, a kid that's struggling to, to fit in or find friends or anyone at all, like I found the biggest things for me and the most lessons I learned was growing up and like playing sport with people um, and I can imagine it would have been, you know, even if not more uh, beneficial for yourself coming to Australia and, and not speaking English. What was... How did it come about? Because you said you are playing soccer. You've mentioned it a few times, mm. um, how much you loved it. Yeah. How did you find out about footy?
1: Yeah. So it was – um. so we, after living in Melbourne, we moved to Morwell. Um, Gippsland. Gippsland. So my dad's a minister. He's a, does, he does a lot in church. <clears throat> so he wanted to build a church in Morwell. And he still has got a church in Morwell as well. So we moved there, um, I think it was 2008. And went to school in Commercial Road Primary School. That's a quick plug over there. Yeah, uh, shout out. Shout out. <laughs> you know, when we moved to the country, it was a lot more different to the city because the country people, our country but, uh, community, is way more into footy than the city. So we found that it was a lot of more footies being kicked around. It wasn't as you know much soccer being yeah. so sort of, uh, balls being around. So, um, so we were very curious about you know what that type of ball was. It's very different, egg shape. I'm like, oh, it looks a bit weird. Um, a few of my mates were, were, I like, you know, I like to hang out with, ask me if I wanted to, you know, come over and kick. I was like, yeah, why not? Um, I was shocking at it. First kick, shaked it. Yeah, um, and um, and another kick, shaked it again. And then I was just, I was just, yeah, I didn't want to come back after that. But it came with persistence and just coming back again. I was just like, well, if I enjoyed it, might as well, I might just jump in, um, make some more new friends and stuff like that. So learned how to play footy um they invited me to the uh, morwell so there's two teams i started with morwell tigers yep and then um you didn't trade, did you you did <laughs> oh, no, <man. laughs> you told them that is bad i thought it was the same team that's it that's for it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay.
0: so yeah, it was i went, the same team because
1: they're different nights so on the same oval yeah same it's the same oval yeah Oh, that is confusing. Yeah. So they trained yeah. different nights. So I went on the wrong night thinking it was actually the team where my mates played at. And then um, it turns out it wasn't. So then I had to, because I already signed up, I was like, oh shit, well, I might as-, <laughs> <laughs> might as well stay there. <laughs> I played a season there. Then Who was that? What team is that? More Tigers. Oh, so you, so who was the other team at More Youth Club? Youth Club. So, yeah. So um, at the end of the season, um, uh, a few interviews, they asked me, "Where are you taking your talents?" I was like, "I'm taking my talents to More Youth Club." <laughs> <laughs> so, joined More Youth Club with my mates. Uh, um, shattered because that year they won the premiership. The year I didn't join, yeah. they won the premiership. So I missed out. Haven't won a youth. I haven't won a local premiership before. So I'm just
0: gonna, wait a sec. Youth club, More Youth Club. Is that what the team is called? Yeah, yeah. That's the weirdest it's, name it's ever. It's a weird name. I'm confused. I thought it was like a youth All club. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's, it's called a, more youth club. Youth club. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Red, red and white. Red and white. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, gotcha.
1: So yeah, I was shouted, missed the premiership and I was just... But it was good though because we a
0: couple of years later, we went undefeated, but we lost in, it, <laughs> in the great oh, I just... um Even just on well as a, as a whole, a whole, as in... Oh, not as a whole, as, not, as, a, as in a whole, as in like... <laughs> Holistic view. Um, I can't imagine that being like nearly the most opposite place that you've ever been to as migrated to Australia. You probably couldn't pick like two different destinations. (laughs) Like to living in like rural Mm. Victoria was quite different. I'm I'm assuming it gets absolutely freezing in winter. In in Yeah.
1: A little bit. Yeah, it's rainy. Yeah. So I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know yet, but apparently it used to be a rainforest there. Like back in ages ago. So A bit of it's a beautiful place,
0: Gibson. It is. Unbelievable.
1: Yeah. Unbelievable. A lot of beautiful people there. Yeah. Shout out to Gippsland.
0: Shout out to the youth club. Um, That's sick. So uh, you're playing with the Tigers. You've dogged the youth club, unfortunately. You're playing with the Tigers. <laughs> and then you get a scholarship. Is that correct? Yeah. To Xavier? Xavier, yes. So uh, you're boarding? Do you, do you, boarding. Yeah. You yeah. have turned to Vic.
1: <clears throat> a Weird experience. How is that? Yeah. Going from, you know, country and growing up there to
0: posh. And that, yeah, for anyone not in to, Victoria, to, Xavier's probably the biggest, um, oh, yeah, one it's of the biggest schools here.
1: Unbelievable school, like yeah. it's,
0: it's like Hogwarts, isn't it? Like it's <laughs>
1: massive. Like it's, it's massive. Yeah, but um, yeah, going there was so daunting at the start. Um, my mate um, Lathan Vietnamese plays for Doggies. I we we boarded boarded together at the same time, um, and we were both like homesick. Like every weekend, we'd just go home. Um, as soon as <clears throat> it's Sunday, would be we'd come back late. Just because we miss, you know, being home. Um, but you know, once the footy started, footy season started, pre-season started, like we just became best mates. Um, and a lot of lot a lot, I met a lot of you know, people at the school as well that I still keep in contact with as well. <clears throat> it's such a beautiful school where it's just it's welcomed me in, you know, open arms, because I was just a kid that didn't know what to do in the city, um, let alone, you know, Q and so it was beautiful because like it was a a lot of family members were inviting me over for dinner um you know staying the night just to make the whole homesickness you know a lot more easier um and like it's just you know it's just shaped me to be a better person at the moment just in terms of like um looking after people and just accepting other people like it's just so much it's so beautiful there
0: yeah that's cool man i think a lot of people leave high school with like sometimes a bit of a bitterness in their mouth but Mm -hmm. i think yeah I'm, I'm exactly the same i went to to Ivanhoe, and it definitely changed me into a better person it's like a footy club really isn't it like if you embrace it it mm. embraces you mm. um but i suppose in your journey and having people like boarding you know what i i, I have so much respect for kids at board at that age i literally wouldn't have even left my mum's so <laughs> side i was that scared to even sleep over a friend's house let alone like move into the city and go to school <laughs> yeah or well, it's it's it made it a lot easier there that's for sure like it's
1: we did a lot together in the boarding house like just to, you know, a lot of fun, um, a lot of tricks being played on each other. Um, but, no, it's good fun. Good fun. Uh,
0: what happened? So, you you didn't – because you're in the um, Next Generation Academy. Mm-hmm. So, you got selected with Hawks. Mm-hmm. Is that because they had the zone, Gibson yeah, Zone? Gibson Zone, yeah. So, how does yep. that all play out? Because you, you get taken as a category B yeah. rookie, like pre-draft. Is that right?
1: Yeah, pre-draft.
0: So yes. You're playing some – you're mm-hmm. playing at Xavier. So, is that with, like, yourself, Latham – Bailey, Bailey Smith, um, who Will God. Golds was he there? Golds he was there. Yeah, great team. Like we
1: we did pretty well. The year before that we did better, way better. I think we came third. I think. Yeah, beat St Kevin's uh, first time in I think about seven years. So, um, it was an unbelievable experience. Um, so much fun. But, um, yeah, it was such a good team. Like it's just such a good team to look back on. Hawks uh, pick generation, you up yeah, yeah. so yeah pick me up they told me I think it was a week before exams just to you know chill the nerves a bit and had you sorry just to go back had you had
0: prior communication with them was that yeah. you'd go there a bit and do some training and stuff
1: yeah so I did a lot of training with them yep. um, did a lot of one-on-one stuff um, Nathan Foley was you know he looked after me as well because he um, was at the Hawks mm-hmm. um, looking after the generation, next generation academy stuff so I had a lot to do with him because um, he was a similar type of player, running, uh, running type of player, lovely kick, but I wasn't that beautiful kick at the moment, oh, the, before that. Um, so we did a lot of kicking, did a lot of, um, you know, touch and all that just before, I mean, after after school. Um, and yeah, he's been a big help when I was, you know, getting drafted and all that and just... One of the blokes that I, you know, used to text
0: and go for a coffee with as well when school finishes. Nathan Foley's a star. Absolute ripper bloke. Mm. One of – I still remember his season in like 20 – I reckon it was like 2009 when they were playing the like Vic All-Stars. Oh. He was just like probably the most I exciting player. Yeah, the, it's uh, unbelievable. Like, and I was, Unfortunately, the injuries sort of cut him down a little bit. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I I'll, I'll watch the same highlights as well. It,
0: crazy. His gun. Freak. Absolute gun. Um, Freak. You know how you are saying before about how like you're kicking – um, wasn't good back then, but now you know, again, very modest man. But your kicking's beautiful. Like you have an incredibly, incredible kick. Like it's, it's fantastic. Thank you. Do you think that I've heard a few of the Irish boys say that when they come to um, play AFL and you, and you learn it a little bit more at a more mature age, you don't form as bad the bad habits as much as what kids do when you pick up the game early. Like when we when we're younger. Um and you learn you've got these bad habits that they're too hard to change by the time you get to, you know, a professional mm. level. But if you're learning the game from maybe a later age and it's it's not not as far and you can really structure your kicking a bit better if you're learning from a professional coach. Yeah. I think just training at a
1: high intensity and mm. a at a So there's I think I learned from this. So there's a there's a zone, right? So you've got your comfort zone and you've got a danger nice. zone and you got yeah. like a sweet spot. I feel like as a kid, you're really in that um, comfort zone a bit. You're just, you know, doing what you can. But <clears throat> you don't want to be in that danger zone because, you know, you're just stressed out and you don't you don't want to, you know, you can't learn anything. So you just want to be in that sweet spot where you can be comfortable, but you can't really be too comfortable. And I think that's growing up and that's where all the Irish boys learn is that
0: sweet spot. And that's pretty much where I learned as well. So when you're saying that, like, break that, that's actually very interesting. I love this. Are you saying like early days you want to be in your comfort zone you don't want to push out like are we talking about kicking here or are we talking yeah, about like talking, life in oh, general
1: just, no just skills or or well, it could be life as well yeah but i'm just talking about just any type of skills yeah right um yeah oh it's do you want me to break it down again
0: yeah no I'm, I'm just thinking i maybe i'm really trying to cipher what like look into this yeah. I'm, I'm not a psychologist i don't know what i'm saying but i, I took that as like when you're young you have like a comfort zone that you don't get out of. And basically you're not going to improve or get better in anything you do yeah. until you get out of your comfort zone. That's right. Is that that's, what, we're that's saying? what I'm saying? Okay, yes. cool. yep. Yeah. I like Correct. that. You like that? Very
1: good. Thanks. <laughs> I, it's, I didn't come up with that, by the way. No, <laughs> I'm, just, you did. I'm not taking credit. No, no. Uh, <laughs> no.
0: no it's, I think it's re- like renowned that that's a thing. Um, and, you know, I was actually having a conversation with a friend yesterday about this, this, and this has got nothing to do with kicking. It was just to do with like what we're doing at the moment. So from my example, like, Yours is kicking, mine is podcasting, right? And we're saying like, oh, fuck. I feel like such an idiot sometimes like doing this podcast. Like people just think like, what an idiot, like you're such a loser, why are you doing this? But if I'm not, and that's probably fair, but if I'm not getting myself out of my comfort zone and in that sweet spot, like I'm not going to get better. So is that what we're saying? That's what we're saying. Yeah, I like it. That's it. I like it. And also just on that, I'm barging up this. This is for myself here. But I'm thinking like one thing I've learned lately, which I really like is if people aren't like when you do something and for example, like yourself, say with your kicking um, and me with like my podcasting, if you do something and you do it with authority and you just go like, no, nah, I'm fucking doing this and I'm going to get better at it, people don't question it. They're just like, oh, fuck, look at it, CJ go! like what a, what a maniac. Um, look at Dil go! What a, what a star. He's a great podcaster. <laughs> but if you, if you question yourself – it allows other people to question yourself. So they'll just go, what the fuck this guy's doing? He's never going to be good at this, mm-hmm. this sort of thing. Do you like that? I like that. It's another one.
1: That's a great one. You can keep that. I'll keep that one. Yeah,
0: it's good. One thing you said earlier, I'd love to go back to, and you, you were talking about when you were um, in Ethiopia and you were saying about like when you were living um, in the camp with your brother and you're kicking around a soccer ball mm-hmm. and you are like, <clears throat> I've never been... It's happy. You know, you're like, I've never been happy, happy. I'm just doing my thing and, and not having the stress of the world. Now there's two parts to that. One, you're six years old and you're probably not as stressed as what you are now. But do you ever draw back on that with the person you are now, you're playing AFL, you've got eyes on you all the time, you're in a high stress environment, there's like massive things that are going on, you know, your brain will just be buzzing. Mm. Do you use those moments to draw back and be like, 100%. fuck, like, yeah,
1: I'm here? 100%. When I'm, if I'm down or I'm having a shocking day. I'm just first thing I think is this isn't so bad, like this is not this is this is not bad at all, like look where you just come from, mm. like you got nothing to lose, like you had nothing pretty much, so what what can you lose? That's pretty much what I come back to to this day, and that's what keeps me motivated really, so yeah,
0: yeah, it's good, isn't it? it's like obviously it's gratitude, but uh you know your your level is a lot more extreme because it's it it's changed your life for, for incredible you know Mm. amounts of things but it's uh yeah it's a bit of a wake-up call like even for me like listening to the story today and coming in with a worry that i had earlier i'm just like what the fuck that does not actually equate to anything right now um i suppose it's just a healthy dose of perspective sometimes for everyone that you need to hear um everyone has stories like i was telling you just before like i just dropped off one of my best mates sam to the doctors he's having his last like bout of chemo today and i was just like fuck man like how am i stressing right now when there's other shit going on yeah Jeez. It's crazy. It'd be, it'd be very tough, that's yeah. for sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, can we talk about, like, the multiculturalism in the game? I know something you're extremely passionate about.
1: Mm.
0: Um, with Sudanese and, and African players playing, we, we spoke, you know, earlier offline, like, Mad what Magic Dawood, he's going for the game. Alir Ali this year is just taking his game. Mm. Like, it's pretty fucked how, mm. how good he was he's this season. Yeah. Um, uh, we Isaac Quiner as well, who's from Ghana. Mm-hmm um what's the what's the relationship like with with the african community in the afl um do you guys yeah you, you know stay in touch
1: oh we do yeah we've got we've got a little group chat that goes on actually um just a lot of banter happening in there um be fun but we're just we're just all aware of what we've come through like yeah. we're just all similar um so we do have a, we do sympathize and and get around each other really so and like, it's, it's so cool, like, how what, what it might be like in the next, you know, 10 years, what the AFL will be like. So, very excited and seeing a lot of kids come through is very exciting. Um, and, like, just, it's just so cool. Like, even seeing, like, you know, what jo- Jason Johansson has done, yeah. you know, 2016 Grand Final, um, coming from South Africa. Like, it's so – it's pretty cool. Um, another, you know, Ghanaian – Ah, oh, say as well as you mentioned. Um, you know had a you know good season this year mm. as well in the last couple of years. So no, he's a gun as well. So
0: very excited. What's happening behind the scenes that we might not know about for for African players in in the pathways? Like, I'm sure you've seen um, some of these young guys coming through. I was watching some of like the Nab League highlights the mm. other day. It's pretty fucking scary and, and yeah. exciting of what's coming through. Yeah, and is it just is it just getting more popular and popular? It think? is.
1: Yeah, because well, there's a lot more people playing. Um, as opposed to just you know it used to be just magic like he's paved the way for all the south africans and africans yeah. around the country so just seeing more of that a lot of people were just so excited just see more of that and be like oh you know i love what he's doing i want to do that when i grow up um it's so cool as well like you know seeing kids you know send you a message on instagram or something and like wow this is awesome like like you know reaching out to you know kids is all well saying you know keep training hard and all that as well so you know it's very humbling and just such
0: you know pretty cool as well do you do you understand the impact you're having on 100%. people yeah. you know that yeah.
1: like I was you know I was in their shoes as well as a kid yeah. I remember you know when Magic a couple of years Magic got drafted I used to I used to I used to be a pest you know I used to message him yeah. all the time <laughs> <laughs> Did he reply? <laughs> actually, I posted a photo. It was just him, yeah, kicking the footy. I posted it on my on my Insta. He actually replied to it. He's like, "Thanks, mate." I took a screenshot. Of it. it used to be on my iPod, but you're right. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have it anymore. But um, but no, it's it's so cool. Like I I completely understand where they're coming from when they you know if even if they do send multiple texts, yeah, you know, it it's showing a lot showing a lot of care. So
0: yeah, it's cool. It's very cool, man. It's very exciting to th- see. Um, um, I can only imagine how how special that would be to have so many players looking up to you, um, in your position because you're doing incredible, incredible things. Thanks, my bro What's your goals for the next year? What's your goals for your career? Like, what do you do? You set goals?
1: I don't really. I don't pin goals. I don't write them down. Yeah. But I've got, I've got you know there's like a little I have something in my head where what I want to do. Um, I know it's kind of hard at the moment because I'm doing a bit of rehab on, yep. on this knee um, so firstly I just want to get this knee right first training session um, have a really nice training session want to win the you know the 2.2k 2. 2. 2. 2. again that's you for you know what sure. run that's, with that's me bro you can I could start yeah. a king
0: I can be taking you on those you can, four you can be you can be the you can be the pace setter if you want I could be the 4 minute 45 yeah uh, pace yeah, yeah, you yeah. can keep up with me
1: I'll try to keep up
0: <laughs> but um, but
1: I just want to win the 2.2k two two that's at the moment and then and just tick boxes, have a really good um, pre-season, um, train real hard and just, and just yeah, to come back even fitter, stronger than last season, um, I'm looking forward to it.
0: I know, you, you know, in your eyes, like, it's always easier because, like, it's, sorry, it's always harder when you're talking about yourself. But from my point of view, you're an established AFL player now and I think it's just up to you. Like, I'm sure you already believe that, but I'm sure you want to keep it to yourself a bit more. Do... Speaking to Tommy Mitchell, um, one of our mutual friends, and he was talking about how you, uh, you him, and Scrimshaw hmm. love like the NBA culture. <laughs> and you, you like, to, <laughs> like to talk to each other, you know, pump each other up and, and actually like say things. Like you actually be like, no, I want to do this, I want to do that. And be what, what is seen to be like in Australia um, arrogant, which it's not. Yeah. But you like to say things like, no, I'm going to be doing this, I'm going to be doing that. Do you actually yeah. find that that do, – do you think that that will come out
1: soon? I think you will. I mean, I love it. Yeah, we've we've got us three. We don't want to say too loud around the change rooms because people might take us as as a wrong way yeah. and think we're just you know arrogant pricks. But we'll suddenly build a little bubble yeah. around the change rooms. <laughs> um, but it's just at the start, it used to be like it's just funny games and all that. Mm. Um, and we just love to pump each other up. We're Good mates as well on the ground and, and off the ground as well. So we love pumping each other up and that, each other up, and that's just a, a way of of doing that as well without coming across as arrogant. Some people might say it as that, but it definitely isn't. It's just pumping each other up and just, um, you know, uplifting each other.
0: Do you, do you take like confidence out of like these players or like NBA players and how they go about it? Cause yeah. I, I think like as a young bloke back in the day, I wish I was a bit more like just believed in myself a bit more. And I, I feel a big thing for me in believing in myself is when I say things. Mm-hmm. So like, if I say, if, if I if I speak things like if my language is good and I say like I'm not there yet instead of like I'm never going to do that yeah that's like my biggest thing like is picking up with language, yeah. language and talking language is,
1: is very important I, um, we do a lot of stuff we have a, a group called Catalyst at the club Catalyst Catalyst it's yeah good. do you know what that means
0: I, I I know what it means I couldn't give you the definition but I understand it's just fast it.
1: tracking development that's what I was going to say yeah um, so it's a group where it's just it's pretty much just development yeah so it's first to four year players yeah um and the key things we talk about is language and the importance of language and how you say things um and how strong you say things because you know you can be a bit half-assed about it and just not really believe in yourself if you do say it um so it's it's about that and just it's we have found that it's, it's been very important this season um and this year um and it's just been a lot, you know, it's been so helpful, really.
0: you do, do you have like a performance psych at the club, I'm assuming, that goes through this sort of stuff? Yes. Like, yeah, we do. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. that's been a big thing for me um, and and the things that I was thinking about then is, you're, like, I don't know the science around this and I was hoping maybe we'll get one in one day. But I'm pretty sure, like, your brain can't – it can't – it doesn't know when you're being serious or joking – So, like, even if you say something that you, like, you say, oh, fuck my life or something like this, your brain takes that and it thinks, like, oh, fuck, you know, I'm down on myself. I'm Mm. giving myself this energy. Like, that's what it is. So, Mm. just on that as well, I was just thinking more about it. Like, that's why I always, always try and just say exactly what you've said then. Think, you know, talk positive to yourself. you always got to be your own best friend. Like, that's how you you treat yourself. Even giving back, giving
1: feedback to someone else, when you tell that feedback and then you give a little joke or or a little – giggle at the end there could be like oh was that a joke yeah will take you seriously so the of language is you know as you were saying as well you got to really deliver it
0: massive mm. massive I, I even find for my like with this podcast there's so much shit that i say that i'm saying it just actually just reaffirmed to, to, just to keep doing it like you know that i'm struggling with myself but yeah it's interesting um i want to talk about one more thing before we go we'll talk about this off there tiktok we love tiktok you love TikTok? We love TikTok. You're big on TikTok. I'm not that big though. You're pretty big, man. You've been doing some good things on TikTok. You did the cool mouse thing, the mouth thing the other oh, day. That, was, that was good. That was funny. I was just like... We'll yeah. get that up. That uh. cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: What's your account? What's my account? CJJF. CJJF, CJGF, okay. Is, it, is that a plug? Yeah, you no. Know, oh, get on get on the talk. Yeah, we'll definitely get on huge. that. We, we're getting on talk. We had a chat about this. I had a meeting with a girl from TikTok today, and I was Al. She was a star. Yeah, TikTok is unbelievable. Do you know, apparently, on Instagram soon, it's there's going to be no photos. So it's just all going to be videos. I've, I saw something
1: about that as well, yeah.
0: So it's, imagine, like, you've got to start getting really good at these videos because otherwise there's going to be no photos anymore. That's right.
1: That's right. I've been, I've been on it for about three or four years now so I'm pretty I'm pretty confident about
0: what, it. what's your <laughs> what's your go-to on it like what do you do because I've got to work out my niche
1: oh it's honestly I don't even have a thing that I yeah. go to I just <laughs> you just do
0: it just, just do it Um, what's CJ Offfield what are you doing Offfield Offfield a bit of game we at the
1: moment what are you playing again playing Warzone um, but at the moment, I bought a piece, uh, PS5. Yeah. I'm playing NBA 2 k to get, 2K, aren't they? 2. Very hard. Yeah, How'd I had you get to. get it on
0: the Ebays or the... Um, uh market, Gumtree marketplace? marketplace? Yeah. Well, what's someone doing when CJ's rocking up to their house? <laughs> Did they know who you were or was uh, it... No, nah, no. Nah. Well, I'll tell you a story about that. So I had, a,
1: I had a knee brace um, at that time. And the guy told me, yeah, meet me over here. It's like an alley. <laughs> <How is it? laughs> And I had, a knee, I had a knee brace at the time. I was like, oh shit, I might get robbed here. So as I got out, I took my knee brace off just to show I'm not, you know, crippled. Yeah. So yeah. he doesn't try to, so he doesn't try to rob me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But luckily, he was, he was a good block. Continue. Good.
0: So you got the PS5. <laughs> got the PS5.
1: Was it second? Secured.
0: How did he get it?
1: It was brand new, but yeah. he, it's it a good investment for him actually, very yeah. good because he, I think he bought it for like, like twenty thousand price. Oh yeah, because this is the, this is a time where they won't making any PS5s they okay. didn't release any yet <clears throat> well they did release it but they won't make it anymore yeah okay and so he bought one I think I think it was about 700 bucks sold it for about 900 yeah, so a little, profit little markup there yeah.
0: I, I get all my sneakers off um, marketplace do you yeah I'm a big sneaker guy at yeah. marketplace nice what do you
1: what, you what you go to
0: uh, I've slowed down a bit um, but I, I I was on the Yeezys but now I'm transitioning over to Nike so I'm nice. trying to get rid of all my Adidas stuff um, I keep it are you Adidas yeah, I'm at Adidas, yeah. Do you reckon I should get, like, do you think that will keep going up over the years? Like Yeezys? Yeezys, I feel like they're so overdone now that it's like...
1: I don't know. I'm not sure. My, but I think
0: beat two man. I'm going to the dog park in mine and stuff. Yeah. I'm not very good at looking after <laughs> really? them. Yeah.
1: I think the the, the Nike Jordans, Jordan 1s, the low cuts. Yeah. And the Dunks as well. I've got those. They're the very popular at the event. moment. Yeah, they're cool. Um, And the 4s as well, Jordan 4s. I haven't got the Jordan 4s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I was about to, I was about to pull—not the puller pin but I was about to buy the the, you know, the Travis Scotts Jordans. Yeah, they're once. my favorite. So at the time they were paying, this they're way. pretty expensive. This way, I think they were paying a grand or something. But I was like, I don't want. this is way too expensive. That's I can't for a shoe. But they're going up to four grand at the moment.
0: That's what I mean. People don't understand. It's actually an I was investment, like, isn't it? Jesus. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it
1: is. It is an investment. So if you if you're doing good at that.
0: Might as well go Yeah, for I'm, it. I'm not doing great at it. <laughs> um, a couple other little tidbits. This is, these are from um, maybe you'll be able to pick who they are. You've been doing some Curford Road punishment sessions. Is that right? Oh. Is that the voice? Oh, jeez. <laughs> I thought that was just a Carlton thing doing the Curford Road, but I found <laughs> out every single person is going to Curford Road and you're taking some flippers. Oh, my God. Yeah. You're not a good
1: swimmer? Nah, shocking.
0: So, what's happened here? Firstly, why are you doing the punishment set? Is it the whole team oh, or is it just that- you?
1: No, no, it's a whole team. Okay. So, it's, 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 <laughs>
0: I'll, I'll I'll ask this: if you,
1: if you, <laughs> if you find me a fish that can walk, then I'll start swimming.
0: Oh, oh I and don't it, mind that. That's good. <laughs> but I just hate swimming. I, I'm, right. I'm not a confident swimmer, especially in that water. It's pretty scary. And cold. Oh, yeah, it is. So um, was it pitch black? Yeah, it's pretty dark. Oh, that is so petrified. Pretty Light. dark. Yeah. Um, took
1: my flippers. Still struggling. Well, even the flip is on. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, but no, it was it was just so bad. I just can't swim. So. No, it is quite scary. Last one, um, I think, was after a game when had a scan, you thought you were injured. Turns out oh, you just had a flu that jab. That is a lie. That's a big... you biggest, had a flu jab. Dear, and you've gone it. and had a scan on your arm because you thought you'd done your shoulder. No, that's not true. Okay. I, I'm just <laughs> going through what I'm getting on the podcast. So oh. We have good insight.
1: Well, the, the, the doc said, just roll with it. It'll be funny. Just just make, make him think that it's, it's actually real. So I was like, yeah, boys, yeah, yeah. I got a jab and I think it's, you know, there's actually something wrong with me. Just, just to go with the joke. Next thing I know, it's going around the club. Everyone's telling everyone for like a whole week. I was like, this is BS.
0: So that's not true? That's not true. Okay, but not true. Who's your most exciting player besides yourself going into next season? Will Day. Will Day. Yeah, yeah,
1: and and Jack Scrimshaw, he um, if he didn't keep up with the B votes, he finish he didn't finish top ten. I yeah, believe he had a really yeah. good season, but next season, are going to be fit and fire and ready to go, just to prove everyone wrong. The
0: similarities of him and like a Grant Birch, or oh. even just the way they like move that the left foot, the kicking, everything is very uncanny. Birch two yeah. And Will Day, um, funny story about Will Day. I'm not sure he's ever told you this, but when I was at the Giants. For some reason, he was like he was like seventeen at the time, and he was at the grand final. And he, we were like hanging out, and he got a photo with me. And now he's like a superstar, <laughs> and I suck. Oh, and how funny is that? that we're is mates. Funny. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, way back. Yeah, he's a good man. Um, CJ, thank you so much for your po- podcast. Thank you so much for your time, man. I really appreciate it. Incredible story, incredible season, incredible career date. So happy to call your friend and, and be in the studio, man. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, man. If that wasn't enough for you, and you want even more, you're in luck. Dylan Friends is now on Patreon. Dylan Best Friends, an exclusive loyalty subscription featuring the debrief podcast of each episode and bonus Q and A's from Patreon members like this. Who do you support in like NBA, NFL, soccer? Yeah so, yeah. so yeah,
1: Arsenal soccer, EPL, um, NBA,
0: Lakers. Yeah. Um, Who? Why? LeBron James. Kim. Yeah. Goat. Yeah. So did you go for him at the Cavs? And then- nah.
1: oh, no, not really. I went for OKC. I'd still go for OKC, yeah. but I just love LeBron.
0: And there's plenty more where that came from. If you'd like to learn more, you can head to patreon.com forward slash Dylan Friends or you can head to the link in the show notes. Thanks for listening to the Dylan Friends podcast. If you like the show, it'd be a massive help if you could like, follow, rate, leave a review or even share with your friends. The show is produced by myself and Sam Bonza. Damon Jackman from Creative Edge Films is responsible for audio and visual production. The show is recorded at the Dylan Friends Studio in Melbourne, Australia. If you'd like to get in touch or suggest a guest or advertise with the Dylan Friends podcast, please email us at inquiries at dylanfriends.com. Thanks so much for tuning in.